welcome back Game to Game Boys, Boys, where we never miss a week. Yeah, you might think we've missed several in a row, but that uh, that's sort of the conclusion a fool would arrive at. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Game Boy what? is never late, and a Game Boy is never early. A Game Boy always arrives exactly when he is needed. We could have stopped this. We could, we could have taken this as a sign. Yeah, we could have. That's assuming all the shit we've been working on the past few weeks like goes well, and we have other stuff to do, and we have no idea if that's going to happen. So we're back, baby. Yeah, we got a we got a new job, uh, and it's we've signed heavy NDAs, but no, but probably no no one's listening to the show anymore. So, so we can we can say it here. We have become Mr. Beast's new staff fluffers. Yeah, we make sure everyone who's going to participate in sort of a IP gray area things like a live squid game or a live speed racer are all sort of shiny and fresh and ready to go and hard and yeah, hard and mainly hard. hard well mainly mr beast we need to make sure he's hard you know it, we have to feed the beast yeah that's that's sort of that's what they call it which is weird i did find out that basically everyone at the pack writes for mr beast which is really funny to me wait is that true yeah, they're all like, what if you did Squid Game? <laughs> they're all like, hey, try a... Uh, that's awesome. That's like quality writing is just telling people to do TV shows that already exist. Yeah, it's just like every single week I'm like, is this the week where Mr. Beast does Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming. You it, know, I think he'd look great in that little bonnet. Yeah, people are already uh, stitching red robes for him. It's... It I, you know, it's like to- being a YouTuber of that size, like outside of like, OK, the conversation about like IP shit, it looks like l- the literal torture. Yeah, it seems like, awful. If you look at all the videos, it's like I was buried alive for three days or it's like I was on a raft for a month. It's like they're being tortured. It's like I mean, it's like the, the writers are torturing the pack. These these. My friends are torturing Mr. Beast. And hey, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he definitely like gets off on it to a degree. Like otherwise he wouldn't volunteer to, 100%. Sort, of, to sort of, you know, put himself in that in that position. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He likes to be buried alive. And folks, if you have a passion and you have a love, find a way to monetize it. Hey, uh, do what you it. love and you'll never work a day in your life is what they say. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And boy, does this podcast feel like work. <laughs> yep. Uh, every day. Um, um, I'm Griffin uh, I'm, and I missed you guys. Yeah, I'm Lux and I missed you guys too. And I'm sure you didn't miss us, but I'm sure you did miss our incredible producer on the ones and twos, producer Haley. Yeah. Haley didn't miss us. Haley was like, oh my God, it's almost over. Haley was she's like, like, she's like, it's a dying wildebeest. I hear it's death moans. Yeah. She and- was just like lighting candles <laughs> in like a votive shrine in her house. Just being like, is it finally over? Am I finally free? But um, then we made a pact with the devil, aka Mr. Beast. And now we have uh, done some sort of unholy resurrection. Yeah. We're back, motherfuckers. We're and back you know and we're better than ever. And you guys are better than ever. You're better people now, now that you've had a break yeah. from us. Yeah, everyone's sort of gotten better by being away from the podcast, whether it's a host or listener or producer. And now we're all prepared to get worse. Yep. Um, and Time speaking to get of, worse. Speaking of getting worse, happy Morbius Day, Griffin. Yes, uh, a, a, a very Morbius 
Tuesday to you as yeah, well. A Morbius, a very Morbius uh, Tuesday to everyone because today is the day of Morbius's video on demand release. The only superhero movie with an out pedophile, like, like a pedophile that's out of the closet. Yeah, and that's that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's you know, if you're gonna do it, do it in public so that someone can like arrest you or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, eventually, I guess he's gonna get away with it for because we need Morbius too, but that that can only go for so long. Um. Yeah. Vampires. They're 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 back, baby. Yeah. They. You know. Finally, it's since Twilight we haven't had a real spin on the old vampire, but now move over, Edward Cullen. Michael Morbius is here. You, you do really feel like Jared Leto is um was made for Twilight. He was born in the wrong generation. Yeah, he's sort of trying to reclaim that moment that was taken from him by doing Morbius. <laughs> uh, what's it? What's it streaming on? I can't wait to watch it. Um, let's find out. I only know that it's, I believe, Amazon, but let's find out for sure. Because people complain about things going to VOD, but Mor- Morbius was made for VOD. Oh, yeah, Morbius is opinion. about the most VOD ass movie imaginable. <laughs> It's very, like people are complaining about like, like oh, it's like Northman's on VOD and it's like no shit like fucking you see the way they advertise that movie come on yeah but um Morbius is on Amazon so that's unfortunate um because, because we hate Amazon but we love Morbius oh yeah, oh, yeah we hate Amazon here yeah we, I've never used it. But yeah, we've never used it except for I, I certainly didn't order a 100 foot Ethernet cord off of Amazon earlier today. Um, you know what's so fucked that I see sometimes with the Amazon guys in L.A.? I don't know if they have this in Texas, but they have these giant bags with all the boxes on it. But these giant bags don't have wheels, so they're just dragging them down the sidewalk. It is the stupidest and like it's just horrible. It's horrible. It's like it doesn't it's awful for the for them. It doesn't make any sense. It's like you guys can't put wheels on these things. I have not seen that. And also that's really like 1920s like political cartoon ass drawing of a like a male person like walking with a like, huge heavy bag back, like going yeah, from like house to dra- house throwing envelopes and boxes literally just it's literally just like you hear it's going like going down it's like that's just insane like i'm like i wouldn't even use it i would just like i would ditch the bag entirely it's crazy um so you know i think that you know if, if there's ever like you know if you're in la you see you know one of those amazon vans that's like blocking the street um block the other side and cause a traffic jam yeah make you know Become ungovernable by making everything a huge problem for everyone. And then they'll be like, God, you know, like we need to do something about these bags because it's a chain reaction. They'll see the chain reaction. Uh, Yeah, that's, you know, it's you you push a sort of like a butterfly flapping its wings in fucking Bali, creating a a hurricane in Toronto or whatever, you know, that's right. Oh, boy. (laughs) Do I want a hurricane in Toronto right now? Canada, (laughs) Canada's just begging, begging for a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they keep on feeding us some of the, the evilest people in politics and celebrity. Yep. But at least one of them is claiming to be off Twitter, although continuing to tweet. So who can say for sure? Is, are we talking about um, our friend Jordan Peterson? Uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Our friend, do- our doctor friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny. <laughs> he jerked off too hard. And that happens. That's listen. It, it, talking about being a doctor, he knows that better than anyone. It is truly bananas that he 
like try to jack off to a lady, couldn't yeah. jack off, uh-huh. and then made it like a public issue. Yeah, I mean, it, well, here's the thing about people when you get to that age, it's like everything starts to matter less, right? And you, and you become like a more pure id form of yourself. So people who are already like at a younger age, more open, more more ready to proclaim things, like as you get older, it's just like, yeah, this is me. This and isn't is that what like to, all the musicals are trying to tell you to be is like be yourself? Yeah, Jordan Peterson was just trying to let it go and jack off to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Yeah, and I don't know why he I don't know why he he uninstalled. I don't know why he plug pulled. Well, he didn't plug pull. He according to him had his staff change his password so he could no longer log in. Although after Brave. that, he sent several more tweets. So it's unclear if anything <laughs> actually changed at all. <laughs> um yeah he's a he's a cool guy and i i just want i just want people to be, know that like don't kick these people off the platforms because then what am i going to listen to you guys fuck off yeah it is true it is a lot more fun to be on the platform where dumbasses are saying profoundly dumb embarrassing shit all the time than it is if like only people with reasonable opinions were allowed uh so of course, uh, like uh, amongst the many American tragedies that have been happening this week, um, Fox News got back on their uh, video games or violence bullshit, which was pretty sick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's 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 bring that one back around because, you know, what? It, it's a hit. Yeah. I mean, there is like a weird thing to be discussed about, like the nature of live streaming and like performance and that kind of violence and stuff. But like, yeah. that's not what Fox News is doing. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. So for people who like avoided the story or have only heard snippets, uh, there was a bunch of shootings, fucking shootings everywhere. Um, But there was one in Buffalo and this guy, literally this shooter streamed it to Twitch, Um, which sucks because I've been raiding into him for a long time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it's uh, it's it was really, really bleak. And yeah, just sort of like sort of like bleak in like a future way, you know, because like there's there's there is shootings a lot. But like, yeah, yeah, performing them online like that is just it hits close to our home. You know, it's like right on our doorstep. Yeah. Well, and and it's like things like that broach like meaningful questions about video games and about the way that we relate to like the world and the way that video games and live streaming have like changed those relations. But like the discussions that come out of this are like never the interesting stuff. They're always just like, he probably played grand theft auto and shot someone in grand theft auto. And that made him think shooting is cool. So he went and did a shooting and it's like, it, it's the intersection of so many cultural concepts happening at the same time that when it gets boiled down to just like video game, make kid crazy. It's like this is stupid and it, it makes for like some of the stupidest conversations in the world. Yeah, it's um, it's it is it is weird. because It's like, well, I mean, Hitler would have been a gamer. Probably but that doesn't. But that doesn't mean that's like what would have amplified him. Uh, into into doing gamer things worldwide not to well okay i'm not even gonna preface this one but like hitler would have played like sim games like what do you like to do is organize things like hitler would have played like evil genius and like roller coaster tycoon and like sim tower and no one's going around being like and some dating sims some weird (laughs) dating sims yeah that's true too but no one's going around (laughs) being like ban 
sim tower right because of the way that it creates like a rational mind frame that is like coterminous with like a you know bad shit mm-hmm. yeah um, and so it is very like it's very weird and sort of like empty when people have these conversations just because of how like there is really important interesting stuff in there but they consistently every single time sort of skip over the shit that matters to get to like really sort of nothing ass claims about nothing. So I think the one new thing, cause like, obviously this is fucking territory that's been well-tread and even on this fucking podcast, but a new element that I've been noticing from all of this di- dialogue is that um, like Fox news and other people on the right and and some people on the left have started to talk about how like the fucking CIA and FBI know about all these like way long in advance that it's like, you know, if a fucking tree falls over, like they know what the fuck is going on and they and they have a fucking drone filming it. But like when a guy posts for 10 months that he's going to kill everyone at this location in time with, you know, X gun and they and they do nothing about it, it really goes to show that. Um, our intelligence agencies are allowing uh, a certain amount of these acts to happen. And you got to wonder and ask why. I mean, perhaps that the psychic terror that's occurring is, you know, if not a directly enabled, it's being allowed. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it's, yeah. it all comes back to a very like clear ethos of like American law enforcement being a lot more interested in protecting property than protecting people. Um, and like this sort well, of arbitrary that's questions. Like, of, that's that's like the law enforcement angle. I'm not talking even, about even, cops. The, even, even FBI and CIA shit, like the shit they worry about is stuff that'll like, you know, it result in property damage or whatever. They're not concerned about like shootings precisely because their primary objective is just like, you know, maintaining a base status quo. Um, I think I mean, I think it's like I think property is like, I mean, maybe technically right. But in a larger scale sense, they're doing world order shit and like resurrecting old God shit like they're That's their that's their long term goals. But like the, in the meantime, they're doing all of these things and trying to be puppet masters all around the world and in our own country. Yeah, um, I mean, this that's the CIA shit. The FBI uh, is just here fucking up in, in similar weird ways. Yeah, the FBI is just like a fucking they're like the postmates of the government. They're 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 just, you know, they're they're guns for hire. They're uh, just the postmates yeah. of the government. They uh have made it so no one will deliver and you have to use Uber Eats. <laughs> but like, yeah, I I just I think that that is the part that I've noticed is new is people being like uh they've known about this guy for a while. The the weird thing though is that it's like this is kind of exactly what they would want is for us to get so scared that we give them even more power. Right. And so it's this tenuous balance where you're like, fuck, I don't want this to keep happening, but I also don't want like every random activist who's played a video game to get pulled out of their house. Yeah, it is a, it is a messy situation and one that just really reflects the sort of broader uselessness of, um, just sort of the way everything works. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I fucking love that. Yeah. It's, I love that for us. It's really great. Um, so you play any <laughs> video <laughs> games, man? <laughs> <laughs> 
Holy shit, yeah. I've been playing some fucking World of Warcraft, bro. Damn, it's like we haven't even missed three episodes. <laughs> it's, dude, in in three episodes, I've gone a crazy journey. It's been a dry season. Um, you know, after Elden Ring, there really hasn't been that much else, and there really isn't that much on the horizon, uh, literally, because uh, Horizon Forbidden West... <laughs> kind of fell the fuck off um but yeah it's a weird year for that that, there was game, that game was god horizon was good as hell it is like brutal for them that it just was launched at the same time as elden ring because like if, oh it launched, if it launched now it would have gotten like a month of people talking about how good it is because it really is an incredible game but there's just so like, many things yeah it just got swallowed up by the elden ring there are so many things that it's doing right um, that I agree if it, if they just hell like why didn't they just hold hold for three months like and they fucking would have nailed it out of the park one of the biggest timing mistakes ever um I think there are problems with horizon I'll talk about that for a second uh I'm almost done with horizon there's so many cool things about it but it's a weird game where 20% of the story is this interesting sci-fi mystery that's very engaging and has like world chattering stakes. The other 80% is some of the worst writing I've ever experienced in what I'd call the tribal areas. They basically, you know, have all these like, you know, kind of caveman like tribes and they're so boring and so poorly written um, that the game just really like starts to fall apart and feel meaningless even if like there's like certain stuff about it that's like flashy and cool and there's like combat that's fun it feels like you're constantly forced to watch these scenes and you're just find yourself spam clicking through all of it it's some of the worst like video game cutscenes i've experienced in a while i think some of them are bad but i think there's a lot more good ones you're giving credit for like a lot of the fun stuff like when you go to like las vegas and all that stuff is really interesting um the weird like military museum people are really fun like there's a lot of like fun, interesting cultures throughout that game. There are some that are very boring um, and some scenes that are like total it's, snoozers, I mean, but a lot of them are pretty like, cool. cool. Even if there's like things like, which I agree with you are like cool and premise. It's like the execution. That's just so bland. Like the characters are just very uninteresting. Um, and like, it, it's, it's like, it's just the execution of them that's just super boring. Oh, they do they do the thing where like they don't start where the scene gets interesting. They have the characters walk all the way in, say their hellos, do a fuck ton of exposition, and then say where they're going and then do their goodbyes. And it's just like it just feels like time is being stolen no, there's, from you. There's definitely a decent number of the cutscenes that are just like extremely dumpy. Um yeah. And it's a result of them being really into their mocap and being like, well, we shot all we shot this entire scene in mocap. Let's use it. And it's just it's like a, it's an excess and it's a lack of uh, of writing focus. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so like there's cool things about it, but I find myself tired and not wanting to explore more because I'm not super interested. Um, but again, you know, aside from that, a lot of cool parts about the game and it really could have. Yeah, really could have made a mark. Um, so yeah, yeah. Sorry, Horizon. Yeah. Although you say there's not a lot of stuff. However, there've been a lot of like weird small indie drops. Well, you know that that's what this year's going to be now. And I do actually have a small indie drop that I started this morning that came out this morning that I'm going to talk about. Which one? Um, well, uh, uh, let's, let's let them, let's let them, let's let them wonder what it is. Uh, but 
I've been playing World of Warcraft um, because Starfield got delayed. People are saying God of War 2 is probably going to get delayed. Like there's there's going to be zero major titles at the end of the year. So I was like, you know, I just want something simple to grind on. I started playing World of Warcraft again. I hit level 70. I'm playing the Burning Crusade classic. One of the best eras ever in World of Warcraft. And I have gone on the craziest run of my life. I have basically in like a week and a half gone through all of the high raid dungeons and gotten the luckiest roles and basically am completely suited out in some of the best gear in the game. Um, it has been a roller coaster ride. And uh, if I was like the original age I was when I played this originally, I think I would be like, <laughs> I think my head would fucking explode. Uh, it, it would just, it's like, it's so cool. It's so much fun right now. Yeah, I mean, it. from when you've been talking about it, it seems like you absolutely, uh, you absolutely just like have, you just, see, it sounds like you really are well situated to have the powers to walk around and just do whatever in the world of World of Warcraft, which is like a pretty cool spot to be in insofar as there are any cool spots to be in in World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun expansion. And outside of like me just having incredible loot runs and like just like that the satisfaction of that happening super quickly, um, like there was really hard raids at the end that I never got to do. So it's cool to see that stuff. But then moreover, it's like you forget. But raiding and wow is like one of the coolest kind of like social experiences that has ever happened on the internet and it's still consistently a pretty cool one. Like it's funny. Like you're always, you know, even when I was a kid playing this game, everyone was like in their thirties or forties, but now they're like 20 years older than that. So I'm playing with some real boomers, you know, some real late gen Xers and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Um, and they're just like, right. They're just leading, they're leading the raid and, and they're doing call outs and we've got like four or five officers doing call outs and like, just like having 25 people, work together on something and like have that synergy um is like it's it's still a really really unique experience in gaming and a super fun one yeah i mean there is like um as much better than that game as it as it seems like final fantasy 14 is there's a certain style of person and nature of communication and like established norms in world of warcraft that are kind of irreplicable that you get to sort of like live in and play with, which is pretty, which seems pretty neat for people who like are into it. Yeah. For me, it's like final fantasy 14. You never have to talk to anyone through most of the normal content. And then like, if you want to do the insane, like content that only like 5% of the entire community even attempts, like then you're on mics. But like, I just, I never had that, that hardcore of a relationship with the game. So I never had that experience in Final Fantasy. But like, even in like the lower level raids of World of Warcraft, they're going to want you to come on Discord. They're going to want you to be in that raid chat, even if you don't talk, like just to be hearing uh, their voices. Um, and that is that is specific and unique and, and pretty fun. It's pretty fun to hear the boomers uh, lead the guild. They're and, like, oh, geez, wowzers, this is getting really serious. We still got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
and we, we still got like there's of course it's like everything is like frozen in time like it's like everything feels like it's like 2006 again there's like there's like one of the officers is like obviously like uh, that iconic girl who's like not afraid to make dirty boy jokes just one of the two you know she's always like being overly sexual Hell and like yeah. flirting with people and it's so funny it's just like yeah all, the whole gang is fucking back um and it's special because it's like it, you're revisiting a moment in time that was really great in gaming with a lot of other people. It's not just nostalgia for you, but it's like shared nostalgia that everyone's like experiencing all at once. Um, so yeah, I'm giving Burning Crusade two thumbs up, having a lot of fun. Lux, what have you been playing? I've been playing quite a lot of stuff. Um, I recently played and finished a game called Citizen Sleeper. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see if uh, you let's see if you put this citizen to sleep. So Citizen Sleeper is very Disco Elysium adjacent. Um, okay. It's like a text heavy game about kind of living in a place and doing stuff, but it works a little differently than Disco Elysium. The systems aren't quite as complicated. And it's based on basically every day you wake up and you roll some dice immediately and you have a list a number of outcomes. So you get like Five dice, let's say that you get like two fives of a six, a three and a one. Then you get to go do stuff and you get to choose which dice outcome you want to like be your outcome for that thing. And so like a six is an auto success. A five is like a 50 50 good success or neutral uh, a three and a four or some other. It, they, they're all various outcomes. Right. And you have to like choose how to manage those resources as well as like eat food and like get enough sleep and like uh the interesting wrinkle is that you're like a robot person who needs a special like a special injection to not just turn off and die. You have to the robot needs an injection you're like a robo person, you know, like a cybernetic, you know, like okay. a like a synthoid or whatever. Okay. Um, and so you need like medicine to make sure you don't just like turn off. And so a big part of the game is making sure that you keep enough money to buy the medicine as you need it. And like, how long can you last on a single dose before you start to get like terminally fucked up? And all that stuff. And it's a really fun little game with a really cool little story and a lot of people and a lot of choice mechanics. Um, and it's does, pretty short. Does the, ro- does the robot um, subscribe to advanced race theory like in Disco Elysium? Um, I have not found anyone who uh, abides by sort of a phreno- phrenological sort of <laughs> t- a framework like that. But I'm sure, you know, if I looked harder. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, it, worked, it worked for Disco. That's all I'll say. Um, that sounds fun, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not it's, sold. It's good. It's really good. It's really fun. I think what makes it really good is just that like, it's very, there's way too much stuff for you mm. to do everything on any given day, especially with like the way that you lose actions as you get more and more in need of medicine. Um, and so whatever the story ends up being, there's very clearly, way more story there and there there for you to interact with um which just like makes me want to like you know replay it try it again make different choices get different bonuses do different builds all that stuff um because there are like stat bonuses and special powers you can unlock to like make rolls easier give yourself various bonuses um why would you why would i in one line though why should i play the game fun little story choices baby okay all right you get to like it's sure. one of those games where like it uh 
it's very much the story of you playing the game. Like you're not really on rails in any way. So like you get to sort of make choices that feel meaningful beyond just like working your way towards like a, a cutscene end game or whatever, um, which is very fun and cool and something that uh, I think it's uh, important to, it's a cool way to make games and more games should be that way. I think, I think, it, I think it's important. I think we should, I think it's weird that we haven't heard more from the president on this. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he's willing to not talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, avoider in chief. Hey, yo. sort of a ring to it. Um, okay. So there's a little game I started this morning called V rising. Have you heard of this game? I have because you sent me a YouTube video about it. Hell yeah, I did. Way to go past Griffin. Um, it's fun. Um, I would describe it as Vampire Valheim. Uh, it is like a survival game, but it's more top down. Um, and yeah, you build a little house. There are servers that are just PVE with people running around them. And then there are PVP servers. Um, I think the art is cool. The combat, super snappy. And yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game that people play together. And it's like, I'm already like messaging Obi right now being like, yo, let's go build a house together. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where this adventure so takes me. What makes it seem good to you? <laughs> okay. So, well, first of all, it just had sort of like, there's the, you know, when you, a game just has like sort of like all the elements are aligned to have sort of a confidence in them. It's like a confidence in storytelling is like what you immediately get from it. Like when you like watch a good movie and, you know, five minutes in, it's going to be like pretty interesting. Yeah, um, sure. So there's just that confidence in all the elements working together between like sort of like it's a vampire. Like they set the scene that like vampires used to rule, but then the humans took back over and the vampires had to go into their crypts. And now you've like reawoken and need to like bring back vampireness into the lands. Um, and you get to make a fun character vampire. And yeah, it's like they're, I'm just kind of going through the tutorial level areas right now, but you can basically just like harvest stuff in the areas build armor and then eventually I guess build your house. Um, uh, I really like this. Just the combat just really, really fun and snappy. It's a little top downy, which is like not normally my vibe, but it has like a nice snappiness, like a lost arc wood or something like that. Um, but it seems like something that's like really fun to do cooperatively because I have just run by like a bunch of people just doing stuff in the world already. Um, so that seems really cool. I would also uh, like say that from what I've seen in videos of it, it seems like there's like a lot of content there. It seems like there's like a giant variety of like boss encounters uh, and stuff to do. So it's like, you know, like, I, I don't know if this game is going to be like one of the best games of the year, but it definitely seems like a game. Where I'm like, I might play this for a couple of weeks with my friends. Well, you know, that's a pretty good start, especially because we're all just sort of killing time for the next Two months and 12 days until Digimon Survive comes out. Yeah, exactly. The Digimon Battle Royale. No, the Digimon Tactics game. <laughs> right. it's, oh, it's real. Let me look at a, it. A real game, and it's coming, and I'm fucking jazzed about it, baby. Digimon Tactics game. Digimon Survive. Yeah, dude. It's going to be so fun. Looks like, oh. Yeah, that's right. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh. 
It looks really pretty. Yeah, it's it looks really cool. It's like uh, got that like visual novel, fuck visual novel slash other genre synthesis that all Digimon games have, which is weird, but that's just how they work. Digimon was always so fucking cool. Like, I don't know. They like they sometimes they get a little lost to time. Yeah, I mean, cyber like, well, part of it is that like Digimon's never been able to put out a game formula that totally clicks the way the Pokemon games did. Mm, Like the Digimon world games are pretty good, but they're kind of Pokemon cloning with a little bit more juice going on. Um, Mm, Yeah. But they're a little bit too like kitty, like childish to have gotten a big adult audience, a little bit too complicated to really click the way Pokemon did for kids. Um, their best like game game that came out and like did well and people cared about was Cyber Sleuth like seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is really good. My roommate is playing it. I was considering getting it again to get really jazzed up about the release of Digimon Survive. Um, but Digimon Survive is cool because it's like uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a new kind of Digimon game. Just another swing at them trying to find something that works. I feel like one thing that was always like a struggle with Digimon was that like you need iconic characters and like with Digimon, it always felt like all the Digimon looked so fucking cool, but they kind of looked the way that like a third generation Pokemon would look like, you know, it's just like, okay, like these are the next ideas or whatever, right? Like there, there was just nothing that felt like the iconically solid nature um, that you could like wrap your head around, except for like I guess the dinosaur guy. Yeah, I'd I'd say that like Wizardmon had a cool, had a pretty iconic look. Yeah, and there's yeah. A, there's a few, but like I think you're basically right. I think another thing that ties to that that is is pretty true is that like one of the coolest things about Digimon from a, from like a gaming perspective is that all of them are like forking evolutionary trees. So, like, you know, you can there's a lot of different ways to evolve a Digimon. It can turn to a lot of different things. And that gives you a lot of fun choice as far as like sort of, you know, building your team and playing like a like a party building Digimon game. Like, you know, it works really well in that respect. But the problem with that, and I think this gets to sort of the issue of iconography, is that like there's that kind of means that there's nothing. There's like not like a Charizard. There's not like a clear end game thing for most of the Digimon, especially because most of the big, scary, most powerful Digimon or like coolest, weird Digimon aren't super present in the shows because they're like kids kind of going the adventure. So you have this double thing where like there's no super clear end game mega Pokemon or Digimon for each of like the trees, really. And the ones that the show makes iconic are sort of like, you know, mid tier Mons. And so this like drive to get the top tier mons isn't really as present in most cases. Mm, yeah, it's a power scaling thing first and foremost. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely keep my eye on that. See if that breathes some life into the Digimon franchise. I'm probably fucking, not. I mean, probably not. But it'll probably be good. Digimon games, you know, Digimon games are uh, sporadic in terms of how good they are. But my oh my. Uh, this one looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun, dude. Look at a uh, look at this movie that I I just got tickets to go see. It finally is coming back in L.A. Have you heard of this movie R R R? Yes, I have. Um, I'm super hyped to go see yeah, it. Yeah, it's I, like Indian action blockbuster. Yeah, I've heard I've heard really cool things about R R R. I never got to see it when it was running the first time. They had the Alamo for a little bit. Yeah, so if you if it comes back out, you should go because like. 
apparently like Goldenberg saw it and he said it's the greatest film he's ever seen. Like, yeah, I'm actually going to look uh, RRR Alamo Draft House. All right, everyone, listen to our podcast where I buy yeah, movie tickets. Look, yeah, and then what's your security code? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, in this scene, he punches a tiger in the air. Incredible. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, Incredible. Oh, oh, oh. oh are there tickets? <laughs> there are. They're going to conflict but, with the stream with Forrest. We need to figure out. Dude, fuck, tell him to fuck off. How we can do it. Stream in the movie theater. Stream the stream the movie. Holy shit. I'm copying two tickets right now. You have to, you have to, is that tonight? No, it's June 1st. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, honestly, it's worth Totally worth. Actually, you know what? Hey, audience, I'm gonna buy my tickets right now too. M seven M eight. It's easy for me because I have my freaking no uh, my pass, so it's free for the me man. Your, no. your Alamo pass, yeah, but it's free for mm-hmm. me because of how cool I am. Oh, um, guys, I highly suggest if you're yeah, if somewhere cool that has this. Wait, wait, are these available still? Wait, oh, there's a fuck ton available still. Nice. Oh, sick. Oh, I got it right next to Goldenberg. Lol. Owned. Ah, oh, coward. Yeah. Coward Goldenberg. <laughs> this is great content. I love this. Uh, can, we, can we go back to making the podcast bad? I hated yeah. this first half. Yeah. No, we were doing a good job for a little while. We had to fuck it up. Um, I, it's because we hadn't talked about games in a while. So this was one of our only chances. It's true. Also, um, well, I haven't even talked about the game that I've been playing most of all. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I've been playing freaking Iron Order, man. Okay. Sure. Uh, it's so good. What a title. Yeah, it's an incredible game. It What's the what is that? What does it mean, Iron Order? 1919? Uh yeah, it's uh how, how are you how are you going to forget the 1919? Um it's not 1919. It's not. Iron Order it, the Iron Order is a is a fantasy game. It's not set in 1919. It's called Iron Order 1919. That's not I don't I think you're looking at a different game because I'm playing Iron Order. Oh, I would say I've been playing Iron Order 1919. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that's order Iron Order is 1919 Iron is not. Am I getting the name of the game I've been playing wrong? Because that's great. <laughs> that can't be right. Hold on. I'm, I'm so sure that you're that I'm right about this. Folks, we literally hit a point where the Lux plays the worst titled games that he doesn't even know the titles anymore. But that yeah, is well, how I, bad that that's that, this is how bad I'm suffering on this show. I'm pretty that sure I hear, I hear about these games that he doesn't even know the title of. I'm pretty sure I'm correct because people message me constantly the first week I was playing it to be like, that sounds like an anime Nazi game. <laughs> but let's look. Oh, the Iron I, Iron Oath. My bad. The Iron Oath is what it's called. Oh, Iron uh, nineteen eighteen again. Not a base in a year. If I just got the AMC movie pass, that shit is sick. Yeah, I have the Alamo one. It's the best. Yeah, guys, the movies are back. Even though, just like games, I looked. There's not. There's no good movies coming out. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be like little things, but. I'm like already pissed that I have to go to this alternative movie theater. Yeah, that sucks. R R R. If I if I was a movie studio head, why wouldn't I just play R R R in every screen in this country? Twenty four fucking seven. I just don't. 
I don't, I, it's like, I don't get the bag fumble there. Yeah, people are blowing it. This is, it's like they're like one night, one screening. Meanwhile, you've got two guys jerking off in a Doctor Strange IMAX to no one. It's true, to literally no one. Well, I guess to them, to each other, but, um, and, and, and the guy who comes in and announces the movie. Uh, fuck, is the arc light still closed? Yeah. Uh, Tar- Tar- Tarantino's bringing back the Vista. And then we'll finally get this Skinamax back open. Um, yeah, let's see. Worth it. Purchase. I think I'm not allowed to use my fucking pass on. For, oh, it's too intense. Yeah. The All movie right. is too hardcore. Well, then I will simply have to uh, use my human money, which I, which I hate to do, but it has to be done. No, no, that's actually good because then it'll take longer and we can run the podcast out that way. It's perfect. No, I mean, we... We did that. Am I getting an email from them? Let's see. Oh, this chat. Don't, don't you hate when you buy a ticket and then you don't get Damn, an immediate this, email? This MF is so fucking hooked on Twitch that he's saying chat. Well, we're fucking doing a podcast to an audience. They can't respond. Did I say chat? You absolutely oh. did. What? A, it, audience sounds stupid. Listeners. What Listeners, are we fucking nerds? Um, Subscribers. Crooks, fiends, vagabonds. Okay, I got the email. All right, now we can do the show. Um, what is what is happening? Um, what is I'm, what is happening? So let's talk about Iron Oath now that we're not making fun of me for how I forgot what it was called. What? Iron Oath. Iron Oath. It's an early access tactics game, and it fucking rules. It rules so hard that for a week, about a week, I got into the genre of mercenary, like mercenary team building RPG. Mm-hmm. And it turns out most now of them, you work for the military. Well, it turns out most of them really suck, actually. Yeah. Um, but Iron Oath is very, very good. It's um, a pretty classic setup. You're like the leader of a, a mercenary gr- a group. Uh, someone in your group betrays you. Most of the people get killed. Then you got to set off to get your revenge. But mm-hmm. in order to do that, you got to like rebuild the mercenary group from scratch. So you got to get new guys and do like small jobs and and build it up. And it's very tactics-y. Very like um, simplified XCOM hex grid style combat. Yeah. Um, all the characters have like different powers, different skills, different specialties. Um, it's very, very good. It's uh, like a, the, it's an insanely the, good the, game. The artwork on the character models is kind of retro. It kind of looks like you're looking at like Street Fighter or something like that. That Yeah. It's very old pixel art style. Yeah. And then it's got, and then you have these little, these little like, yeah, hexagons or interesting. Yeah. Pentagons. They're hexagons. Yeah. They're hexagons. It's a, okay. it's a hex grid, baby. It's a hex grid. Nice. Um, and then, yeah. So do you ever feel like you're too tactical in your life and that maybe like, how do you do all the, ta- I can do a ta- tactics every three months, but you're a tactic. You're being tactical all the time. Well, because it's because. We, I mean, we talked about this before, but like, I think of all video games are effectively puzzle games. Um, but some are puzzles that have different requirements, like and they, except online games excluded. Online games are not puzzle games, but like all single player games are some degree of puzzle games. It's all about solving the patterns and rhythms and specifics of any given thing, whether that's like a fight or a jump around or a maze or a race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that about games and tactics games uh, in particular are sort of a puzzle in the exact way that I like puzzles to be, 
with a little bit of randomness and a little bit of sort of stakes and uh, easily it's your it's easy to be punished for making the wrong choice and it's easy to feel good on making the right choice. Um, and so I love to play them. That's why I play them every week of the forest and I play them also a lot on my own time. And it's why I'm considering boot camping my laptop again so I can play the new 40 Warhammer 40k tactics game. Yeah, it seems like you need to tactically get a PC. Well, well the long term plan life like a hex board for the, a second. The long term plan, uh, which is not actually that long term, is that it turns out my old computer uh, is not going to be able to get data recovered. Um, oh. That data is lost to time, but it is fixable. So I'm going to get it fixed. And when I get it back, I am going to install Windows onto that MacBook and just make that a full time PC. And I will have a PC that has pretty good specs. Cool. So. The moment by by next week's episode. No, it is five in uh, seven to 14 business days. Oh, wow. OK. I mean, listen, the way this show has been going, that's going to be next episode. Um. <laughs> yeah, it should be it should be in the store by then. And I just got to go swing by, pay them some money and pick it up. And once cool. that's done, I'll come back I'll install Windows and we can uh, actually talk about PC games because I'll be able to play them pretty regularly. That'd be that'd actually be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm making fucking moves so what what, i've signed you up for the next creator clash by the way oh who am i fighting oh shit i thought you just fight all everyone i thought it's like a like a like a battle royale i mean if it's a battle royale that's fine by me too i just gotta make sure to wear a helmet because of my concussion history how did that go uh 41 year old dad stops 26 year old youtuber in 22 second boxing humiliation as beaten fighter turns his back. Wow. 41 year old dad. Uh, I'm a, th- I'm a 31 year old son. <laughs> so I'm, so what, I'm basically well so the, the Paul brothers started doing real fighting and now is everyone just doing fake fighting or just amateur? Maybe they're doing real fighting. I don't know. Never been. And it's like, what's the, pr- what's that? What's the prize? Let's see. Okay, I'm watching one. All right. They're both very skinny white guys. One looks like Machine Gun Kelly. And then the other one's an old guy who kind of looks like the dad from that 70s show. Cool. So Kurtwood Smith versus Machine Gun Kelly. Um. Yeah. Listen, like, I guess this goes back to the beginning. It's like, if you want to be a YouTuber you're basically a Spartan at this point, like a Spartan that goes through jigsaw level torture. Um, and, okay. Sounds good. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, jigsaw level torture. Sounds good. Sounds fun. <laughs> okay. Sounds like you were like ordering food on the phone, <laughs> which I didn't listen. I don't blame you. I'm getting hungry. Hey, I just ate some air fried Taco Bell and I'll tell you it's good. My Is room- air frying worth it? I thought it was silly, but my roommate had an air fryer and he moved in and I'm loving it. Is it? Is it something where they're like, well, that'll that'll take years off your life? Because um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that I'm just- I'm, ho- I'm hoping so. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm hoping okay, that if I can just air fry all my gonna- treats, I'll just uh, die, you know, slow. This one is a hundred dollars and can be delivered to my house by four a.m. tonight. Who's delivering shit at four a.m.? Amazon that, needs to. That's ease how evil this off. shit is. It's fucking insane. Yeah, who needs it at four a.m.? Obviously me, but like, am I? Uh, I guess. I guess they're. I guess they're smart. <laughs> I guess search. 
I guess they're smart. You can air fry. Can you do desserts? Oh. Yeah, you can air fry whatever, man. So basically the thing is like you're frying it without oil. Yeah. I mean, basically what you're buying is an easily operable and relatively cheap convection oven. But like it's obviously it's not going to taste as it's like not going to taste as good as like frying it in oil. Right. Right. Well, because you're not actually frying it. You're just using a convection oven. Yeah. So it's like you're baking it. Um, No, because it's it's. It's faster heat than that. Like it gets hot faster. It's like a, somewhere between an oven and a microwave in a lot of ways. Huh. Okay. Um, just, I, I feel like we should try it. It's good. It's not like, so, so it, the heat comes from like multiple directions, right? So like it gets a really even cook and it crisps stuff up really nicely. And it's pretty good. So do you fully cook it in there or do you like cook something and then put it in there and finish it in there? I've only used it to finish stuff or to heat up leftovers so far. I haven't done like a, anything that's where the whole thing is just ingredients plus air fryer wow and so but because there's less oil it's probably not as bad for you because like fried foods about it you're you're cooking in oil right that's probably probably, well it's not the only reason but yes it's the main one hmm uh this week's episode sponsored by the movie rrr and air fryers (laughs) do you want your Indian action films to be a little more crispy. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to eat sort of, you want to have an old taco and make it taste like a new taco while you watch an Indian action film? Old taco meet new taco. Wait a second. <laughs> it's the same taco Spider-Man meme. <laughs> uh, this is faster, healthier, tastier. So interesting. Wow. F-H-T. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> Could I put like a scoop of ice cream in there and fry it? I think that that's one where you probably need a deep fryer. Because how do you do that? How do you fry ice cream that melts instantly? You have to cover it and then it fries so fast that the the breading fries over and holds it together. Hmm. Like I've been to a lot of county fairs where they have this like where they have the fry anything stand. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering how they do that. Those I, wizards. I think it's just the breading and shit. Well, I will report to you guys. I'll text you at 4 a.m. and let you know what's going on. Well, I'm really glad that I could explain. I'm going to tell Jay that I told you about the air fryer and you're getting one because it's going to make him so happy because he loves it. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, hell yeah. Um, well, all right. Anything else you want to talk about or you want to call it a day? Uh, what, what else? I'm what just other looking, gaming you know what news I, is there? Well, usually I DM it to you. I go to your DMs. Oh, yeah. The diversity blizzard thing was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that. Let's see. Um, it's funny. that It is funny that they're doing the like um, <clears throat> the grid they use for like JRPG characters. Yeah, that, that is pretty funny. They're based they're, they're doing like diversity RPG, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but apparently it was like. Like, apparently it wasn't like an in-company thing to do, but like developers that worked there did it like on their own time, which is like, like totally makes sense. Like, I don't think the company is stupid enough to like hear about something like that and be like, let's put our names on that. But instead, it's like there are there are people out there that think that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's a weird. uh, It's a weird little thing there. I don't know. The go- the company would never do that because it's a little bit too close to being a real thing for a company to do. 
but it's also not enough of a real thing for it to be like super cool that the people did it. And so it just exists in a nowhere space of why this happened. I think every executive in gaming, Hollywood, the media, the news, they have this diagram in their heads. They don't need to see it anywhere and they don't want to talk about it. But that diagram is like already happening in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> like, trust me, from every conversation I've heard uh, where we're casting and stuff, that diagram is ping ponging around their heads. They're like, how do we make Anna more buy that's that's what they're trying to figure out How do and they're doing it make olaf more uh comforting to people uh, with an inflation yep. kink yep mm-hmm. uh and like uh it's funny because like what i thought always was sort of awesome about overwatch was that it's like it was always low-key the gayest game ever like every single character is gay Basically, like there's like two straight characters, like the majority of the characters are either openly gay or it's like pretty clear that if you ask them uh, and I always thought that was like very, very fun. So it's like funny that they're like super stressed about it. They're like one of the most diverse games out there. So the fact that like these people are hand wringing about it is uh, is sort of interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, they uh, they clearly give a shit about it, which is good. It's just that, like, it's one of those things where giving a shit about it in the certain in specific context are, isn't necessarily helpful or particularly productive. Um, how about how about make the freaking game? <laughs> because the game is in a bad state and no one's going to play it. <laughs> it's it. Listen, it's it's like you're not going to achieve anything for LGBTQ rights if no one can play the fucking game. That's true. Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, fuck. We talked about that. We oh, did. These attack on Titan figurines are pretty good. Oh, the horny yep. ones. Yep. I, yeah. Good is a word you're allowed to use. I think they're bad. <laughs> well, you think they are, uh, this could have happened off screen. You worry. This is like narratively inconsistent. I, I do kind of think that Mikasa like throwing it back like that is actually pretty narratively inconsistent. (laughs) Well, there's one of them where Mikasa is like basically in lingerie. She's bent over and she has a crutch next to her. Is is that even in the show? Is that Mikasa or is that Hanji? Yeah, because Mikasa is the first one for sure where she's like throwing it back and leaning on a chair. Yeah. Well, well, there's. There's, there's a chair in both. Um, yeah, but there's one where she's like leaning on a chair and one where she's leaning over a chair. Regard, it's it's. I just want to make sure that uh, these are expensive so I can't buy too many of them. Yeah, otherwise you're going to run out of room in your house to stand. <laughs> uh, they'll take up every possible square inch with horny Attack on Titan figures. Okay, why did we do that? Why do we keep doing this show? All right, you know, I think it was good. I think that this was a breakthrough. I think we got a lot out. And we'll see you guys again in like four to five weeks. Or next week if nothing goes wrong. Uh, I think I think it's going to go pretty right from here on out. Fingers crossed. But we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.